0: Hi, short bus debate club. It's a bus rolling I can get on board (laughs) Hello, I'm Darren Jolly (laughs) It's time to get this short bus started So let's roll and on with the show Hello, welcome to short bus debate club part two of Entertainment and taxes. Taxes in entertainment. Taxes, what, dude. Um, Fuck, now my levels are fucked. How okay. can you fuck up your levels? I for? don't know, dude. I, I have no idea. We need to get those parabolics. I think like that'll fix a lot of like our issues. It's like a bad issues. magic
1: trick where somebody becomes silent. Carry on.
0: Sometimes that's a good magic trick. I don't know why I was talking like Elmer you Have been
1: out of a revolution or a a relationship now for long enough that you can't say that right now.
0: What twig? No, that uh,
1: to be able
0: to make a person. Oh. Yeah. Um. Charlie Brown's teacher. Um. See, I wonder if any of our listeners know what that is when you go.
1: Well, you got to be able to have some like concept of reference. Anybody that's going to listen to it, like I, my whole existence is an illusion. You know, I mean, yours, us too. You, you refer to a lot of things, dude. Most
0: of our stuff, or most of our listeners are, at least from the demographics I can track, Mm -hmm. are at least thirty-five. We've got a few that are in that eighteen to to twenty-four. But those are all international people. Generally, yeah. Fucking weird, dude. I still think that they're military, and that's that. That would explain their age and where they're located.
1: Look, you don't have to give us any information, but send us a DM. You don't have to tell us anything else other than that. We're just curious to know. Like, the Filipino person that keeps listening in the Philippines. What is it that interests you about the stupid shit that comes out of our
0: mouths? And most of it is stupid shit. India. The U.K. Yeah, the the military thing doesn't follow with India. Not at all. Yeah, but with the Philippines, Philippines, it does.
1: The U.K. It could play out too.
0: Yeah, and that one in Italy. Um. Anyway, we have military
1: all through Europe, Western Europe, yeah, right? Sometimes
0: and tons. yeah. Um. Western
1: okay. Europe for that matter. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and in what's the that Ukraine. place called? The Ukraine. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> um. So taxes, we had kind of talked before we started recording this about some of the stuff we're going to talk about because, of course, I've I've seen a movie and, and Darren hasn't seen that one yet. And I'm not saying that every time I'm the one watching and, and he hasn't seen it, but with this particular one, that is the case. So The Patriot, um, I think we can relate to taxes specifically the two baggers. Because of, of history. Um, again, we were talking about the uh, Adam Sandler formula where he just, you know, he did Happy Gilmore and then changed it to football and did the Water Boy. I think Mel Gibson did Braveheart and then changed it to America and did the Patriot uh, because they were. Almost the same exact fucking movie. The difference is is that there were cannons in The Patriot and, you know, they were com- they were upset about the crown fucking them, but it was in a, a different way um, than they did The Scottish and Braveheart. The whole so,
1: taxation without representation shit,
0: sort of. Yes, um, that was a, a big part of it, but um, you know I mean they what were so upset binary? about was it, it that
1: it started a, a war it's supposed to be during the Revolutionary War when it happens in the
0: Patriots. so it's right before the Revolutionary War because so the entire country or I should say all of the colonies are getting all upset uh, you know Stamp Act Tea Act all of the, the different stuff the the soldiers being able to just crash in their house, little things like that. So it's right before the Revolutionary War. It says it's in 1776. So when you say it's right before, it's really really right before. Yeah, yeah. Because, so that's the thing that kind of brings Mel Gibson into it, because the whole time, so Mel Gibson had been married, and he had like, I don't know, 24 kids or some shit. Um, Because back then you had a lot more kids to had help. had have
1: somebody to work the farm. Right, yeah. work
0: the farm, all of that good stuff. So he had like 24 kids. Uh, his oldest was played by Heath Ledger. And Mel Gibson did not want to go to another war because he had fought in the French-Indian War. And I don't know. He had fought for... The crown before and and he didn't want to do it or fight against the crown, but a lot of that was because his wife had died So he was the only one to take care of the kids So if he could avoid war he would Uh, Heath ledger like I said was his oldest kid. I think he was 17 He without talking to his dad first went and enlisted for the Americans And on his farm, he, because then the the war started, and on his farm, he was taking care of both soldiers from fighting for the crown and soldiers fighting for future America. And he was taking care of the wounded for both. Well, then some guy comes in, um, badass British soldier. He's being kind of a dick. He tells him to kill all the Americans. One of the people that is wounded on the farm is, is Heath Ledger. Um, then they try to kill him because he's a spy. Anyway, uh, the son ends up dying and that's kind of what throws Mel Gibson into the fight is, you know, the the kid dying and them. You said he was burning big, as far said he was a French
1: Indian War hero. Like he had a he had a reputation. Yeah, something.
0: he had a nickname. They called him the ghost okay. because of you know, he was such a badass. Like he would kill 47 people and then you'd never see him. Giving it the old in and out. Okay. Right. Just in and out, slit your throat. Um but he ended up they started calling him the ghost again. Uh during this little... So who was
1: taking care of the 23 kids he had left?
0: Uh, he, his wife had a sister. And all of the black people that worked on his land were not slaves. They were free. I guess he paid them. But they had their homes down on the Carolina coast. And so he... First the kids went to the sister's house. Then they went to burn the sisters' house down. And so they all ran away to the Carolina coast and hid with the the black people. And like I said, they all loved his family because they kind of treated them like family. You know, again, like the the British guy when he showed up before he burned everything down, he said, if you come and fight for the crown then we'll free you. You won't be a slave anymore. And they said, Well we're not we're not slaves They're now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um which I still I don't know how that yeah. would have worked in that time frame. Yeah, that's like a,
1: that's some real revisionist history. There's probably. like yeah. there's
0: there's ten black people that are free. Yeah. And the rest of the fucking colonies are, are slave states. And these ten are free. In seventeen seventy
1: six there were quite a few slaves in the north, I think too. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but they were in the South, Yeah, they yeah. Were in...
1: which makes it even more pronounced, because right. the agrarian sort of like uh, uh, e- economies lended itself to a certain type of political economy, which did not bode well for people with
0: dark skin, that's for sure. No, but for the movie... It, it ended up working. How they came up with that, like, I don't know. Like, maybe that was during the time where everybody was calling Mel Gibson a racist. And he's like, fuck that. I'm not a racist. I'm going to show them I'm not a racist. I'm going to have a bunch of black people in my new movie. And instead of having them be slaves, they're going to be free.
1: I'm going to commit this act. System, where we're gonna pretend that there was a noble white man who said, you know, generally like I don't like conversations like this, but it is kind of funny in this context where you know that I mean maybe maybe something like that could have happened here and there a little bit, you know. I'm sure that there were some people that were better than other people, like there weren't people that were at all at the same level of evil, you know. I have
0: no doubt that there were good people, but my doubt is like how how you put. The inner workings into effect, like because I told you that they went to stay on the coast, still
1: in the south.
0: Right. Which means that you still had to get from work to your house. And so, how do you how do you do that without yeah,
1: logistically? It's gonna yeah because people are gonna be like, "What is going on? This guy's upsetting the balance of power in this area." We got to make sure that he understands that.
0: Or at the very minimum, you know, why are these black people walking down the street by themselves?
1: Yeah. It, 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 it does sound like a white person trying to feel better about some getting called a racist, probably, or something like that. So.
0: And I don't know if that's what really happened or yeah. not, but. It could have been because, you know, maybe they were trying to appeal to the woke crowd on on some level back in then. In 2000? Were there wokies in 2000? Well, not as many, but I'm sure that there were, because, I mean, we've had people complaining about stupid shit for a really long time. Well, that doesn't mean anything.
1: I mean, at least in the context of that, that specific word, so. But... Having said that, so tax is what precipitated the and 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 wanting to sort of liberate the people from from the yoke of British control, and that def, definitely directly connected to tax. One other thing that you said, because you talked about Braveheart, I mean that's like you think about tax during that time period. Anybody that didn't own land and you basically worked for the people that owned the land, everything that you grew became a like a percentage of that became tax. I mean, and that's for all intents and purposes what your existence was was rooted in. So like you think about taxes being uh construed in present day or even during out Al-, Al Capone and the Untouchables and stuff like that. And then you think about the way that it was when there were like serfs, you know, and uh one thing that I think, of course, everybody, like, if they're like Braveheart dorks, you know, they, they, they make a reference to Prima Nocta, you know, I mean, the ways in which the nobility were able to, uh, if you can't get them out, then breed them out, you know, I right, mean, you know what the problem is with Scots, there are too many of them, you know, if you can't get them out, then breed them out. So we think about tax in a certain way right now it was functioning in a certain way in 1776 but it was definitely functioning in a totally different way in the during the 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 you know the pre renaissance for all intents and purposes the dark ages um in in braveheart times but it was there what was the other history historical one that we were talking about oh robin hood of course yeah so i mean and that was all about you know the sheriff of nottingham and them told like uh, King Richard is out, you know, doing his thing with the Crusades. You know, benevolent King Richard killing fucking Muslims, Muslims, and yeah, anybody that was not white in that area, but for probably maybe probably Jewish people as well. You know, it, 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 I, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't Any, doubt anybody it. Anybody that was, I would say,
0: anybody that wasn't Christian mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. So,
1: so. But back here, you know, I mean, the, the bullshit was all, you know. The sheriff of Nottingham kept increasing taxes, increasing taxes, and then Robin Hood came to be what he was. And you can pick any number of movies, you know. You can have the the really Hollywood version with Kevin Costner, or the one with uh, um, Russell Crowe, which was more supposed to. And what was the? Well, who was the? Who played the Maid marion in that one? Um, she's a good actress. I can't. I can't remember. Can say something. I don't
0: know. I I didn't watch the Russell Crowe version, but you know, since you're saying any number, you could talk about the Mel Brooks Robin Hood Men in Tights, <laughs> um, and that one had. Uh, that was Dave Chappelle, right? Was he in that? Oh, that's fucking funny. Um, pretty uh, sure
1: Kate, Kate Blanchett played in the uh, in the Russell Crowe one. Let's see. Dave uh, really Dave
0: Chappelle. I'm not positive. Fucking A, yeah, dude. He was not you.
1: Yeah. I can't believe that he was in that. That's hilarious. A lot of crazy I mean of course Carrie, whatever Elvis, I can't say his name, right? The the dude from uh um, Princess Lewis. Bride. Yeah, the Princess Bride. Richard yeah. Lewis. Dave Motherfucking Chappelle. A bunch of funny people, dude.
0: Yeah, Mel Brooks. I mean, he, he makes some funny stuff, but I mean because if you've ever read the book, which I haven't in a long time, but I read it when I was a kid, um, the story pretty much stays the same. I mean, you know, you've got Robin, you've got the sheriff of Nottingham and all of his henchmen, and then you've got everybody that Robin met and the Robin, forest. You got to say Robin, Robin. Robin Hood and his, Mary, and his merry <laughs> and his merry men. You know, yeah, Little, little John, Scarlet Little
1: John, yeah,
0: the. Abbott.
1: Yeah, well, the, what was his name? The one that drank a lot of booze. I yeah. Mean, he was he was an alcoholic.
0: And so. I should know his name. And it wasn't an abbot. He was a monk, I guess.
1: They, Star Trek The Next Generation did a, did a Robin Hood episode. And Worf says, I am not a merry man. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really funny. Locksleeves. He died quick. I can't. I can't find the guy that played? There's Little John, Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck.
0: Oh, I guess so. He was. He wasn't even a monk. He was a friar. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: and a friar who knew how to make really good
0: mead. Uh, that has differed from movie to movie, also, because in some of them it's mead, and some of it it's wine. Which I know mead is honey wine, but.
1: It's important that we get the alcohol yeah, consumption it and production is.
0: correct because they would have taxed the shit out of it. I'm sure. Um, I think it's funny that you called that historical, though. Well, in the past,
1: there were thi- there were things that were going on there, but all this shit is. I mean, in Braveheart, William Wallace is not. I mean, that is such a fucking Hollywood eyes. Discussion of that. I mean, it was about this little place that had a bridge. You know, I mean, if you read about the actual history of it, it was not this grandiose. You know, let's throw our fucking sword in the air and a little stick in the ground, and you know. You
0: you mean you mean the battle, or what? Which is the little place that had a bridge? Yeah,
1: that battle. There was a bridge. There was some sort of bridge that they were fighting over. It's been a while since I've looked back at it, but I watched Braveheart one time ten years ago, and I was like, okay, so. Who the fuck really is William Wallace? And then you go use the internet and look and see see who he was. I mean, all this stuff is Hollywoodized, the way that we look at it. But it is important to understand that taxes as an institution have been a huge part of the history of at least, you know. I mean, I'm sure that you pay tribute to when there's power, you pay tribute to everything, no matter no matter what. You know, if somebody's in power, they're going to ask you for, you know, you grow some shit. If, you, if you're in China, you grow some rice. I'm going to take some of your fucking rice, you know. If you're, you know, here, you're going to take some of their corn. You know, if it's if it's Mexico, yeah, it's going to be maize. They're going to take your fucking maize, you know. Or quinoa. Um, yeah, you're quino- yeah, there you go.
0: Well, well in Mexico, they're huge on quinoa now. I don't know why. It's healthy shit. I mean... I guess that's part of it. I don't know that especially since everybody has to eat superfoods now.
1: Well, and and in Mexico maybe it's like the thing like where a person when they go to get a Big Mac and then they get a diet like they get a Big Mac value meal and they get a diet coke. Right. So like we're going to we're going to make some quinoa for dinner but we're going to cook it in pork fat, you know? We're going to dump in it <laughs> <dump> in some lard, <laughs> <water>, you know. <laughs>
0: I have the carnitas, except instead of pork, can you use quinoa? But Make sure to cook it in that pork fat. Um, quinoa with flavor. Is that all we've got for historical stuff? I mean, I know you mentioned the Corsican Brothers, which I don't remember them ever talking about taxes. In every that time moment. I
1: did a search on movies with taxes, the Corsican Brothers came up. I mean, you said it's during the French Revolution.
0: Yeah, you probably should have watched it then.
1: Dude, I, I have so much time in the day, you know, to do this and to do that. I'm not going to do it watching the Corsican Brothers. I'll watch the Corsican Brothers at some other point in time. But, like, I, I I mean, I was trying to rewatch Say Anything. I haven't seen I haven't seen that movie in 100 years. You know, I hadn't, like, thought about watching Shawshank Redemption from a tax perspective specifically. So, and I knew all those details, but I wanted to do that, you know. Uh, I hadn't watched Untouchables for... A veritable fucking eternity I had, I had fallen asleep listening to it about a year ago but i was like you know what since that's what they fucking busted out the phone for and it's funny because at the beginning when they're talking uh like and of course i'm sure this is a hollywood thing too because you have to narrativize things to where there's foreshadow and in, the, in the resulting sort of like outcome plays out in the in the last moments but ultimately the guy with the glass is the one that gets killed in the elevator and so it, where they put touchable on the in his blood on yeah. the on the elevator wall, um, that guy's like, dude, I don't think he's paid taxes forever. We need to go after this tax angle. And first, Elliot Ness is like, no, no, we're not gonna go after. I mean, it's it's kind of like the same thing in Amistad where, uh, when Matthew McConaughey comes to say well we need to talk about this from a perspective of property and he says this this war is going to be waged on the field of righteousness and he says i don't know what the fuck you're talking about but the only way you're going to win this is by doing it in a legal way where you're dealing with legal questions that are functional like and it's the same thing that the, the guy was saying like you're never going to get enough people to come at him and besides the false the volstead act was such a weak i mean it's it, like weed in the united states it, like it's such a weak. And in some places, obviously, weed is a lot harder than it is in, you know, like you get in trouble for it a lot more down south than you will in in tons of other places in the U.S. But the Volstead Act was never my fucking great-grandfather on my fucking mom's side made bathtub gin, you know? I mean, this was just life back then, you know? You buy it or you make it, you make a little bit extra and you sell it, you know? I mean... So fucking funny! Like they ask Elliot Ness at the end of the movie, "What would you do if they made liquor legal tomorrow?" He said, "I'd have a drink," you know. But I mean, again, it's sort of like that ridiculous rule of law argument. But that's sort of who Elliot Ness was. He like believed in these very specific things, and developed a reputation that turned into a mythology, where everybody in history, because he was tied to the busting of alcohol.
0: Well, I'm sure he was drinking during just this like everybody. Whole
1: thing, just like yeah. everybody. But that's, that's that's my point, you know. If you're going to get him, you're going to get him for his business practices. You're not going to get him for the thing that we all know is absolutely absurd with regards to legality in the first place.
0: Well, and but I don't think that they were necessarily even trying to bust him for booze. I know that for a while they were trying to bust him for murder, but you're people. not going to get him on that either. The cops were all on his side. He,
1: he had everybody under – yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Cops, witnesses. I mean – if if there was a witness you're not going to get them to testify because they know they're fucking Because tests. it's Al Capone yeah. right? So
1: so when I was saying that yeah I I, I guess I wasn't saying that right in, in the sense that you can only get them on things where you don't have to have somebody else collaborating for the most part except you did have to have the the bookkeeper you know like, Yeah
0: or at least the ledger the, that you, that showed it.
1: But you needed to have somebody that was capable of extrapolating the meaning from the ledger, because everything was written down on it. Was written in code, it looked like. So yeah.
0: yeah, he was he was in Alcatraz for a really long time. I mean, he fucking died there, right? He, they didn't let him out to where he went back to whatever. No, he died in Cicero. He died in prison, but. When he died, I don't
1: think, how long, he hadn't been there for very long, I don't think though.
0: I thought he was there for years and years before he, well, maybe not, because he had syphilis when he went in. How long does syphilis take to kill you? I, I... I know you start going crazy after a little while, but I don't know any of the time frames on it. I think after he died they closed Alcatraz down.
1: After he died? Really? Yeah. Trying to imprisonment. Uh so Capone was sent to Atlanta US Penitentiary in May of nineteen thirty-two at age thirty-three. Uh when did he die? He was paroled. In November 16, November 1939, uh, he was released from prison on November sixteenth, and uh, outpatient care that the, the, the 1942 FMS production, penicillin, was one of the first American, 1946, got to tell me at the top.
0: No, maybe it was the escape from Alcatraz, guys. He died in 47, he got out in
1: 39, but okay. he died in 47.
0: Yeah, then it was it was open for a while longer. Um, I don't know. Like, I just think of the booze thing, and you were talking about the Volstead Act, and then you started talking about weed. And again, I mean, we could talk about some weed movies, maybe, but, you know, one of the reasons, like, I don't even know, like, if you went down south, you said it'd be rougher. And, And that's probably true except for the fact that most of these states have realized how much money there is in taxing marijuana. And I mean, because I never expected Utah to jump on board, and they're right there. I mean, just all of these, right? just I thought they did recreational too, but that, that could be, I mean, even medical Especially considering that you just need to go and Get a doctor's prescription and then you can get it That surprised the shit and out of me what will
1: probably happen is that the Mormons will start saying you can smoke weed and they'll start making money out of selling weed too
0: Yeah at the bake sales they'll like make <laughs> Pop brownies and shit <laughs>
1: I'm so stoned
0: <laughs> So what is another tax movie we want to talk about?
1: Oh, well, I mean, like I said, we got to talk about say anything at least a little bit, real quick. So
0: that was John Hughes too, right? I
1: don't know who actually. Uh, I don't know who actually. I don't think he. I don't know. I don't think John Hughes directed it. I just, I just was looking at this just a minute ago. But it's about what Lloyd Dobler is a goofy ass kid that's graduating from a school where he's sort of looked at as a. Not very motivated underachiever. Cameron Crowe actually directed it, did. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. Uh, And he asked this girl out, Diane Court, who's like the valedictorian of the school. She's super, everybody kind of looks at her as sort of like a a snobby, sort of out of Lloyd's League kind of girl. Um, The movie is about the courtship and the interactions between uh, Lloyd and Diane, um, where at the end, I think he actually leaves because she ends up getting a, uh, like a full ride to some school in the UK. Um, he goes with her, right? I think so. Yeah, they're riding on the plane at the end. That's like the last scene, the closing scene is him sitting on the plane, but, uh, Diane's dad, uh, Papa Court does not like Lloyd, thinks he's a loser, thinks he's going to mess with her, uh, uh, opportunities in life because she's starting to kind of fall in love with John Cusack's character that's Lloyd Dobler. um of course there's the infamous scene where so she cuts it off with him because her dad puts a bunch of pressure on her um to focus on her future and there's the sign where he's the the, the scene where he's standing there with the ghetto plat ghetto blaster playing in your eyes which totally like immortalized that song for anybody that grew up in the 1980s um but uh
0: it did a lot for that scene too. Like I've seen movies where you know they've got a to...
1: yeah they yeah just huge illusions that just like it's so funny because like the movie itself say anything. It's it's all right. It's here and there. It, it's but it's not. I mean it's it's just kind of goofy, you know. But yeah, but the goofy fucking, and it's 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 such a like he's there, he's panning out, you know, because it gets bigger. Of you know, it's it's closer on him, and then he's got the you know, it's just. But I guess everybody loved it, so they make all the fucking allusions to it. But the, the thing is is that uh, Papa Court, he runs an uh, old folks home, uh, and when people die, uh, he steals their money, and he does not pay tax on that money. So it's all this money that he swipes, he buys all these things. They, the IRS picks up on the fact that he's buying all these things, and he ends up getting busted and sent to prison for it. So during this time period where... Her father is looking down his nose at Lloyd's character. Um, the truth comes out about how he's been conducting his life, and he tries to justify his acting. I did this all for you, so that you'd have all these opportunities. And she, she just she couldn't reconcile that. So either way, she loves Lloyd. She brings him with her, and uh, it's a cute movie. But her dad is uh, as much as she as he talks about Lloyd being a fuck up. His, his her dad is as much of a fuck up as Lloyd ever was. It's pretty clear.
0: So. And he ends up in jail. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. They never talked about how long he was sentenced or anything, but he's, because they go and visit him.
1: I don't think that she does. If I remember correctly, I think she gives a letter to Lloyd that he takes to, to the dad.
0: Is that what it was? I, I
1: think so. I can't remember perfectly, but I'm pretty sure that's what ends up happening because she's she's pissed at him. She's confused because he really was kind of a snob and he did not have the right to be, You know, Diane. She's very naive. You know, he has sheltered her a ton.
0: So I thought she was pissed because not only did he fucking you know get busted for tax evasion, but he had fucking stolen from all of those old people. I mean, most of the time I think he waited for him to die. That
1: was what. That.
0: But. He was still stealing from their families, or or someone. But
1: so in the end, when he makes the argument to her, when he gets in trouble for it, he says, "If I again, if I remember correctly, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but he says these 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 old folks' kids didn't deserve the money. I was taking care of them. I was loving them. So he was ju- that was how he justified it in his head, and he tried to justify it to her that way. But like you're saying, I mean. No matter what it was, all the things that he did, this picture that she had of him in her head was totally fucking bastardized. So she couldn't uh, she couldn't you know, but he was gonna go away for a long time. He stole a bunch of shit. And it was, I think a federal prison on top of it because it was because of the tax, tax evasion. Invasion. Yeah. So Say anything was a was a good movie about, about taxes. And it was not just a plot mover. It was the way that everything sort of
0: resolved. It it was a pretty decent movie, and I I like watching it every now and then. I'm trying to remember because somebody in some movie that I've seen fairly recently, you know, they did the the say-anything boombox thing except because of where we are now Mm -hmm. with the way time has moved and technology and everything. They didn't have this huge ghetto blaster, and I think they held up just a fucking MP3 player or just a fucking speaker, but they held it above their head. Yeah. And that shit made me laugh. Well, but
1: but that's it. I mean, yeah. we're in a different world now, but like the, the symbolic
0: act is still the, you know, the love act is the same, you know, those but, two fell in love. And I know that this is that, that Hollywood thing again, but I mean, they fell in love real fucking quick. Like I think Lloyd fell in love with her that night at the party And then it took her a little longer to fall in love with Lloyd, but I think she was in love with him from like, three days, dude. I I mean...
1: Well, but that's that's Romeo and Juliet love, you know? I mean, it's the dumb love, you know? It's the love where you don't really understand it. And you don't know enough about yourself to have a real relationship with a person, you know?
0: You always talk about Zizek and V for Vendetta... Day two, I wonder, like, say (laughs) anything day two, like, by the time they take that fucking 12-hour flight, they get off in fucking London, and they're like, fuck you. (laughs) Take your ghetto blaster and stick it up your ass. How am I going to get home? I'm in London. Not my fucking problem. Use your thumb. Um. Anyway. So, say anything, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that as a fucking text movie either. I thought of it as a teenage love movie. Well, you
1: said John Hughes. I mean, it's that kind of that that stereotypical that group of people. yeah well,
0: I thought, yeah, I thought it was John Hughes because that motherfucker loves John Cusack. I think Cusacks in every one of his movies. Oh, I don't even know
1: one John Cusack movie that he's in a John Hughes.
0: Um, sixteen candles. He's in. He is in sixteen candles. Um, I know that there are other ones. God damn it! I don't think you're
1: gonna find any. I did. I forgot about sixteen candles. But he's just got a bit part in sixteen candles, right?
0: He's one of the. Well, he's one of the nerd guys that. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't consider it a huge part. He wasn't in
1: Breakfast Club. He wasn't in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He wasn't in Uncle Buck. He was not in Blaine's Drain's Automobiles.
0: I was thinking the older teenage ones, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, you are. It's okay. You've been wrong
0: before. You're going to be wrong again. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) It happens from time to time. I'm a dick. Curly Sue,
1: Dutch. God, he did a lot. He did uh, National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh, he wrote that. That's good. That's a fucking funny movie. He wrote some kind of wonderful. I love that fucking movie too. Where is the ones he was a director for?
0: Um. Okay. So while you're looking that shit up, Uh I'm gonna move to a different tax movie, maybe. Um. Weird science okay well, he was he questions. was in weird science he wasn't right weird science no
1: that was uh those dumb kids and uh his older brother who was an asshole and uh the model that's married to uh oh yeah kelly le
0: yeah kelly LeBrock. um Okay, so the only other one I can think of is The Accountant. Yeah,
1: that's, I mean, that's the last thing that I have here is The Accountant.
0: And that movie, I thought, was hysterical for a couple of reasons, but what really cracked me up, so the only thing that really has anything to do with taxes, because, I mean, essentially he's, he is autistic. Ben Affleck plays this autistic guy who ends up, Helping large criminal organizations with their black money. That, that's the way they refer to it in the movie. I had yeah. never heard that term before. But, um, yeah. who, who taught him? What's that guy's name? Um, Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor,
1: yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah,
0: told him all about it and gave him the addresses. And since he's autistic, he could, you know, remember all of these fucking addresses and whatever. But when he helps these these farmers with their taxes and the guy's like, <laughs> you know, you could come out and, and fish on our land anytime you want. And he's like, I don't, I don't fish. I shoot. And he goes, well, the farm's a great place to shoot. So he goes out to the farm and he's shooting. Well, the people that are trying to kill Ben Affleck end up going to this, this farm and they don't realize that Ben Affleck is, looking at the house and is about to kill these people Well, he ends up getting in this big fight and they're driving away and he ends up killing this guy in front of this farmer husband and wife and then he just waves at him and walks away like he doesn't say you know don't don't say anything or kill them or anything else he just waves and, and walks away he,
1: it's dude like cause the movie's not about it's about autism i mean the movie really is just about autism i mean the way it resolves all the stuff at the end when they're talking about the the money where it's coming from dude the, at the, in the beginning when he meets that fucking couple right like he's sitting there fucking talking to her the funny thing is as he's trying to coach them like how to answer a question you know how big is the so so? You make these necklaces. Oh, do you like my necklace? No, not particularly. <laughs> like the way that he says, it's like such a bitch slap, but it's not really because seriously, it's just up. You know, you think about Greta Thunberg, Thunberg and, and and the way that she talks about climate issues. I mean, she basically will say to your face, um, "This is the way that math works. This is the way that science works. If we don't deal with these questions, we're going to die." I don't know how to be sarcastic. I don't know how to be funny. I only know how to deal with things right up front deal with them or we're going to die I mean that's kind of the way that Ben Affleck's character approaches I mean do, oh do you like it no not particularly and it's not like he says it in a mean way he just says it in the most matter-of-fact way because he doesn't know how to fucking lie about anything like that having said that though so you make these and you sell these to people well a little bit here and there and blah 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 so so this is a business expense that we could look at well she's like I don't know and he's like trying to get her to shut up so how big is that room that you 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 put these things together and uh, how, or how big is your house first? Oh, it's 2,146 square feet. How big is the room that you put that stuff together? Oh, it's 200, 200. He's shaking his head, but he's not shaking his head. He's like doing it in that way where he's like coaching and the, the, the husband like sees what he's doing and he kind of puts his thumb to the side and, you know, gives him the, I mean, that shit's fucking hilarious, it, dude. Yeah,
0: it cracked me up. I mean, when he's like, she goes, oh, I just, you know jump in the truck and zip over and he's like zip (laughs) yeah i drive to the bead store oh the company car yeah (laughs) no and the farmer's like yeah
1: (laughs) but he gets he gets ben affleck's code at that at that point and i mean it's funny because you know like his relationship to his father right his father is He's a military brat. Both him and his brother are military brats, and his dad does special ops stuff. Clearly, um, and they drag. He drags. I'm not certain how real that would be if you're doing special ops, dragging your kids around with you everywhere. And he get has them that Like I don't know where they. They're in Indonesia. That's right, because there's this, there's a the, the newspaper says Jakarta something or another. Yeah. And uh, that Indonesian indigenous Indonesian guys beating the fucking shit out of these kids because the dad's telling them how to get. T- get to be tough. I'm not sure how real any of that is, but uh, somehow or another, Ben Affleck has a divided consciousness to where he can be the person that he presents himself to normal people, but then he is this other thing. And it's only because of the survival. It seems like it's only because of the survival aspect that he had to negotiate by being his father's.
0: I don't know, because his little brother ends up being a fucking, like, assassin slash hitman person too and and that could be because of the military stuff it could have been because of all of the training they did but it definitely wasn't because he was autistic um
1: well i just like the way that he had to divide his brain the way that he gives all that money to the the house that the, his, the parents took him and his dad says what did he said uh um
0: he said the world isn't, you know, it he's isn't. It's going to be soft and cold soft. and cozy.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough and it's going to be cruel, brutish, and short. That's if like he's bright lights bother him,
0: off. if loud noises bother him, then he needs more of that, not so much so less.
1: Was he, when he's alone in his room, he's got the fucking lights flashing on and off. Yeah. Because his dad put him through. That's what they said. His dad was a psychological.
0: Uh, yeah, psyops guy. Psyops guy, yeah. But that, when you talked about the Indonesia part, I mean, because that guy's like, okay, we've had enough. Tomorrow's another day. And he goes, no, keep going. And the guy's like, no, tomorrow's another day. And he goes, I can't remember. He said something. And he He goes, well, if that was the case, then you'd have blood and snot coming coming out of your nose (laughs) and not them. So they're all laying around all fucking beat up. And And Ben Affleck gets up and says... He tells him to just go on. Yeah,
1: and he like that's a weird. But that's a weird scene when he looks at the Indonesian guy. He doesn't want the Indonesian guy to get in trouble.
0: I think he was protecting him. Yeah, yeah.
1: which is fucking.
0: Because the dad yeah. stood up and started walking over. He,
1: he he knew exactly what he which is fucking weird, dude. Really fucking weird. But that's why he put so much money into that fucking other spot because like autism is one of those things that. What the guy that owns that house at the end? Because the the girl that he had had the interaction with that found the fucking puzzle piece yeah. at the beginning. She comes up to him and says, "No, she does." She so that family comes in with their son, and the son goes down and he talks about the computer and that the, the parents that guy the the father of their kid is a computer guy and knows what this computer is and he's like, "Who the fuck paid for that?" You know, and he's like, "It's an anonymous donor. I don't fucking know." You know. But uh, it was, clear. so like they're walking across the lawn, the daughter, or the, the the lady who had the interaction with Ben Affleck 30 years beforehand is talking to, and shows the kid how they can talk to each other. Meanwhile, he's like, we think about autism as a deficiency and that's not the right way to talk about or think about autism. We just don't understand we have certain dispositions that make us think that intelligence functions in a specific way and our biases are straight towards that, which is fucked up. Autism, these people might actually be thinking on a higher level than we are, you know, and we need to consider, you know, I mean, again, like all of the things that he does throughout the film, it's almost like there's two movies that are happening at the same time, you know? I mean, it's a critique of the way that people think about autism. And then there's this, you know, him and his fucking brother and this stupid shit that plays out in that. Having to kill uh, the Mormon guy. What's his name? John Lethgow. John Lethgow,
0: yeah. And that part was hilarious, too, because he's telling him how important he is. I save lives. Do you know what that's like? And he goes, <laughs> boom.
1: Love it. It was funny.
0: Shoots him right between the eyes.
1: Yeah. Ben Affleck, his autism excelled. He, he, he could kill a motherfucker without
0: too much difficulty. No, I thought, I mean, I've seen that movie multiple times. And again, it's not, it's because it's that action funny type of thing. And I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny. I'm thinking certain parts are supposed to be funny, but.
1: The scene where he's talking to farmers at the beginning—that's that has to be funny, intended to be funny, because that's a fucking funny scene.
0: Yeah, I would guess, but I don't know because I still I think Sling Blade is hilarious, and people tell me that that's not a funny movie. And that's because there's
1: okay, I'm, I'm judging motherfuckers right now. That's because they're fucking stupid. Because Sling Blade is a fucking funny movie. Now it's there's an air of tragedy, and there's like what happens to his sibling, you know. His, his parents are sick, fucked up motherfuckers. But him taking that fucking... who Was it Dwight Yokum? Is that who plays that role? Yeah, yeah. like what he do, does to him, you know? I Dude, that movie is hilarious as shit. Dude, Billy That's Bob awesome. Thornton did a really, really... I mean, he wrote it, he directed it, he played the fucking Sling Blade guy. That's a fucking great film, dude. And it is funny as shit. The kid that played Carl... Did a fucking great job in that movie.
0: Well, I thought that it was a great movie. I, not to do with taxes or Hitman or anything else. But, again, I mean, I don't know when I laugh at parts that happen in, like, The Accountant. I don't know if... I mean, I know what I think is funny. funny. You're funny huh? <laughs> like them taters with some mustard. A little bit of mustard.
1: Um,
0: I don't know... If what I think is funny is just, like, offensive to most people. Because, like I said, I thought Slingblade was fucking hysterical. And I've been told that I was wrong. And it's not funny. Dude, it's hilarious. John Ritter's character is fucking funny, dude. Dwight Yolkman's character is fucking weird.
1: Like, he deserves to get fucking hit over the head with a fucking lawnmower blade. Like... I don't know what else to say, you know?
0: He was you, a fucking dickhead. You
1: terrorize that fucking mom. You terrorize that boy, you know? They have nowhere to go. hes They're totally dependent on him.
0: That's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, though, is when Dwight Yoakam and the mom are in bed. And, and Billy Bob <laughs> Thornton is <just laughs> standing yeah, there, and he's like, we don't need retards in the middle of the night standing there with hammers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The woke the wokeness
1: thing. Look look, we like respect, love, you know, absolutely. I'm there. I'm all about it. But we don't need yeah, that's dude, it's just fucking funny. And we need to like back to the humor shit and the comedy and we need to laugh at these things. We need and look, dude. I call my my family's all from Eastern Colorado. You know, I call myself a hillbilly. You know, like Jeannie was giving me shit the other day because she said you use that word a lot. I said I'm a fucking hillbilly. What do you want me to fucking say? You know, I'm 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 a little slow on the uptake. You know.
0: Yeah, I get it, but well, I don't know. Maybe people just don't have a fucking sense of humor,
1: because I didn't think
0: I didn't think they were telling me that because they were woke but maybe that was the issue. Maybe I'm slow. Well,
1: you just don't think about the same thing first that those people think about. I mean, like you're this former relations person. Every time you said anything in that, that tone, you know, she was correcting you, you know, and sometimes, yeah, you can be a little bit insensitive. Like I get that, you know, but there are still some things that need to be said, and they need to be said in a certain way. And oh, I there, wasn't
0: talking about her, though. No, she wasn't the one that told me that it wasn't funny.
1: But there, there are, I mean, it's an example that may be yeah. applied in that moment. So.
0: Um, okay, so that really kind of was the last tax movie I, or... We could, I could do a cover at Taxman, you know, that tax song by the Beatles. Go ahead, dude. No, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some time to kill. How old are we? We're about 46, 47, something like that. We're at almost 50. Okay, so. Should we just do, like, dead air for 15 yeah, minutes or something?
1: Let me ask you a question. Rome, right? So did they deal with... Because uh, he was... So the, 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 the ginger that's in Rome, did he collect taxes?
0: No. When he was doing collections, he was collecting for one of the... Basically, a loan shark on the Aventine. Okay. So... It's like like in Lamb, right? When you read the book, right? You remember Matthew,
1: when he left his job and his mom got all fucking pissed at him for leaving his job. He was a tax collector. I mean, somehow or another, in Rome in that time period, was that something that they ever brought out in that show? I watched it. It's been a long time. They I've never
0: they never really talked about it in. So. They talked about taxes more along the lines of like the food type thing as opposed to a, we're a gonna coin you, type you're gonna thing. You're going to give us
1: a portion of your crops. Okay. Yeah.
0: Or, well, and they went and they taxed they, Egypt because, and because of the grain. Because
1: it helps them to feed their armies. And that's, that, that's why it worked back then because you, the whole point in Rome was to be able to feed the armies through whatever it was that you were, you were taxing people. of.
0: Yeah. So, so I think that's the main reference I can think of is when they went. Cause, uh, well, first, Caesar went over there, and he was collecting taxes in the form of not only wheat, but money. And since they didn't have all of the money, he wanted more wheat. And then after Caesar was dead, Mark Antony went over there. and fucking
1: Cleopatra.
0: Well, right, but he didn't start fucking her right away. They went to get more wheat because... Basically, all of Rome was starving at the time, and
1: so Cleopatra had to crime
0: was going up and everything else.
1: So Cleopatra had a leg up on him in terms of power. Like, she had a way to kind of, like, uh, push back a little bit in that moment.
0: Yeah, because yeah, of supply and demand. But, I mean, there's a lot of the shit in the show that they probably didn't show, or maybe they showed more of certain things that... They didn't have to. I mean, most of those characters in the show were real characters, but like, uh, so the ginger and um, I don't know why I can't remember their names, but the other big guy that was with him all the time, yeah, he was funnier than so get, too. he's he was played by Ray Stevenson, um, and that was the guy that played the Russian er, er, that in
1: the. Uh... The, the Ukrainian hitman guy in uh, Dexter, isn't it? Is that the same guy? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Um,
0: but, like, both of those two were soldiers under Caesar and then again under Antony, but they showed them, especially the gender, rising up through the ranks to where eventually he ended up being a senator, and that didn't happen, or at least historians say that, it, it probably didn't occur in the way that they, Titus they made it was sound. His name. Yeah,
1: Lucius Veranius is, is Kevin McKid's name, and he did he played uh, he played the uh, Isaac Circle in. So go oh, on, I'm sorry.
0: No, that's fine. But I mean, the only real reference to taxes I can think of are the ones where they were talking to Egypt, and then because the Aventine was basically run by these gangs or the the mafia or a syndicate of sorts, um, they taxed certain business owners' stuff so that they could pay their soldiers. So those are the only references to taxes I can think of.
1: You know what's disappointing about Rome is that they don't have a reference to Gaius Octavia of the Tiptoniae.
0: <laughs> I still think you should have named this fucking kid that. Yeah, I know. You can't just fucking name your kid Gaius. The uh, the
1: the younger the that the younger daughter or the older daughter.
0: She ended up playing in um the the Breaking Bad. Did she really? Yeah. Oh, she was just absolutely kind of smoking in that show yeah I liked her, but she like broke away from her mom and ended up going to orgies and all kinds of stuff. It was a crazy show. It was due to
1: that was like like a four and a half boob show.
0: yeah and I think that a lot of that stuff they probably didn't show as much as it actually happened historically. yeah well you can only shock people so much, you know, I mean, because that should
1: there's no doubt they hit. I'm surprised that because after the two seasons, like, and the second season was just as good as the first season was. And I know that the cost of the production costs were huge because this, I mean, it was shot really big. It was very like uh, gladiator, you know, with the uh, old, uh, what's the director's name? Uh, the brothers. Scott. Yeah, Scott. Tony. T- yeah, no, well, Tony. no,
0: but Tony is Ridley, the one Ridley that like. Scott. Ridley is the Ridley's, one that...
1: But it was the way that, that Gladiator was shot was similar to the way that... I mean, it was big, big, big sets, and but it was no fucking around. I wish they would have gone a little bit deeper. I would have liked to have seen them do something with, like, Marcus Aurelius and stuff, so...
0: Yeah, that... I don't understand why they fucking end any of these shows. I guess cost could be a consideration. I viewership. I read. I read a. I read an article. It was straight cost on behalf of HBO. They said. They said this has been a super
1: popular show, but if we want to keep doing it right, it, it's going to cost a stupid amount of money, and it's as big as HBO's uh, financial capabilities were. They couldn't. They couldn't run it past the the second season and get what they needed to get out of it to justify it.
0: How come all people in Rome had British accents? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. That might be uh,
1: the guy that was the newsreader. I, 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 I like him. He's I've seen him in a bunch of other weird shows where his like bigness and his big headness and his big double chinness, you know, is like perfect for those time periods because he's just a weasel, you know.
0: And those like I mean, again, they were pretty accurate historically. Um, that newsreader, you know, they never said his name, but that was a real position. Um Yeah, I'm I'm sad that they let that one go. I watch that one almost as much as I do like Deadwood or, or Game of Thrones or watched, Sopranos. I never have even watched Deadwood. I should probably watch Dyro started watching Deadwood because I, you know, was always talking about it. And he goes, dude, I know why you like it. Because they use the word cocksucker and motherfucker all the time. <laughs> that isn't the only reason, but it definitely helps. It does help, I for still sure. Think, I still
1: think that, like, I should watch the episode where they confuse uh, Calamity Jane for a guy. That one I really think would be fucking... <laughs> That that would be funny. It's funny, but I still,
0: like, I have this argument with people all the time, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about the Wild West or fucking Rome or, you know, right before the Revolutionary War. I always get this argument that people didn't start using dirty language until contemporary times, just recently. And the only reason that they're using it is because... Poor family values, lack of religion. Who says that? Well, I mean, my grandma said it to me, which I think is weird. Well, Your I, grandma had a dirty fucking mouth, dude. Kind of sometimes. Most of the time she'd say, don't talk like that, and she'd smack my hand. Um no, she'd say, don't talk like that, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think people have been cursing for... A really long time I mean I don't know of anybody that came up with their own dirty words no no these are these are
1: handed down for generations and right generations. why do you think that why did they name his accounting thing ZZZ accounting because he wanted to be because
0: the he person. didn't want to have any customers he didn't want people calling so him and saying hey the last
1: person to look look for in the,
0: in the right That's why they talked shit about him when uh, she had that guy, because she had all her, um, I don't know if he was with Homeland or whatever, some department within the government. She had him track down all of these people that used famous mathematicians' names, and then she was looking for a certain income within all of these different, and he said, well, there's two of them. And there's this one, and he doesn't follow because he only has an income of $75,000, and that was him. Cause he, yeah. he had um, the shell corporations
1: that were tied, or the shell companies, at least, that were tied to it.
0: And he said, hold on a minute. Why ZZZ accounting, why would they – that's not a good listing for the phone book. And that's when she said, well, look at you know Paul's laundromat and whatever Chinese food and all of those places. Um, and she said, that's the guy. That's got to be the guy. But that's the only reason I could think of why you do ZZZ accounting is because you didn't want people calling and saying, hey, how much do you charge for this? That's a good answer. I like that answer. I mean, and and according
1: to his mathematical disposition, that is is a a linguistic way of applying a mathematical concept, concept that would be almost perfect.
0: But he did have a receptionist,
1: which I thought was weird because he's coming and going a lot.
0: Yeah, why do you even hire anybody? Why not just have ZZZ accounting and. Maybe it's just because of the time limit. So just wants to, make it to, want to, make it to the community. But that
1: person would know too much about what he's doing.
0: Yeah, like why the fuck is he gone all the time or, you know, whatever. But um, so that's the accountant. Uh, and Rome. For that matter. Yeah. Four and a half rests. Thank you very much. I would, yeah. I would still recommend checking out uh, Blues Brothers for the soundtrack for the music in it. Not because of the wonderful allusions to uh, taxes or com- comments about taxes. Right. The 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 penguin
1: is fucking funny. Everybody's funny. Aretha Franklin's funny when she fucking gets in Matt Guitar Murphy's face and says, "You better think." Think about what you're trying to do to
0: me. She was in the second one too. She was yeah. in the second one too. Yeah, I was. I I, I said that one. Except by that. then they made a bunch of money and she was like part owner of a auto dealership. Well,
1: is that that's the that's the part that she played? Mm-hmm. Well, she was the money too. Was she? Because she owned the diner too.
0: Oh, they that's said, right. She did own. They the they diet.
1: said that the maitre d' had a good job and they said that. Uh, Matt Guitar Murphy had a good job, and you're not going to be able to prime away. And they're like, "We'll see about that." It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas and half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark outside, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. There, I, I, that that was from memory. That time is that better?
0: That was way better. Um. So those those two, I wouldn't necessarily recommend Happy Gilmore. Um, dude it's a stoner movie like if you're sitting around like and you just want to
1: watch a brain dead thing I've only I watched it once I've only watched it once I mean dude seriously like the whole thing about Carl Weathers having his hand bit off. he was a great golfer and he had his hand bit off by a fucking alligator and then he dies and comes back to talk to Happy Gil- Gilmore in his fucking like dream or whatever it was I mean yeah dude it's some hacky ass shit no no pun intended Intended, but it's, it's funny-ish but there are several other better movies that we talked about. Definitely. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption is always it's in my top five. Uh, the Blues Brothers is funny. Uh,
0: Giuseppe. you do yeah. The Untouchables is good. It's an important film, I think, historically. Yeah, that's what I was going to say from a historical perspective. Um, Dude, I think the account is, is better. It's way better than I thought it was. I I like the patriot. If you take out of like that weird white guilt thing where he he frees the black people, I thought the patriot was pretty good. Um, and I'm not saying that white people don't have anything to feel bad about. Say anything's a good. Word. Um, I like Say Anything, too, the even though I thought that movie. it was fucking John Hughes. Yeah, I would not recommend watching The Firm. If you're going to watch a fucking John Grisham movie or a movie based after one of his books, I would say A Time to Kill, that's my favorite. The Rainmaker, um, Star Chamber's pretty good. I've not seen that one. I think that's the one where the... Uh, New Orleans Hitman is trying to kill the kid from Tennessee. Maybe the kid. From no, that's the Star Chambers. The one where Gene Hackman is in jail, yeah. or in the on, on death row, I think. Um, but any one of those movies is better than The Firm. Yeah, firm. Stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, but Braveheart. Braveheart's definitely always watchable.
0: Always. Yeah, and I still like the Corsican brothers, even though I can't tell you for sure what it has to do with taxes other than the French Revolution. Yeah, your guess is good as mine. So, nightly yeah,
1: after, I'll just have to go with the other patriot because I kind of don't like Mel Gibson. He kind of he has a certain type, you know, the way that he structures things, and it gets I don't know. He seems kind of preachy in the way that he presents things
0: sometimes. Well, and I know that whatever that fucking Jesus movie he did, I'm guessing that that was pretty preachy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch that one either. I missed that one.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know everybody was raving about it. I don't think everybody was. I think a certain demographic of people were
1: probably raving
0: about it. That's probably it. The same Mormons that are selling pop brownies and this weird thing. <laughs> okay, so we're over an hour now. I'm not sure how much more time we can kill on this. Um, okay, so... Do you know what we're going to talk about next time? Yeah,
1: we're going to do the thing about... Um, we're going to do vigilantism.
0: Ah, yeah, that's right. I forgot.
1: And that's that's an easy one in both ways. We can talk about, like, this, the, the sort of, like, psychopathy of it. Like, the way that it is so, like, embedded in our consciousness. Um,
0: and just our fucking society. Like I, mean, I said, yeah. I mean, the fucking people going down to Arapahoe County to kill Italians. In,
1: in, a, in a, number, yeah, a number of different ways. Yeah, I mean... January 6th, was a serial activity, you know, I mean, that was not, and not meaningful, it, it, it was like Jerry Springer revolution, you know, I mean, and we will say, uh, we will bid Jerry for Springer for a while, since he died a few days ago. Oh, did he? At the age of 79, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Springer has departed the, the the mortal coil, so, but, yeah, that was like, yeah, but no matter what, there's a lot of stuff that, in movies, obviously, we can go on ad nauseum, like millions, like the Dexter, from and, and a million different things, like the way that people just get obsessed with the concept of being, like, we love the concept of justice in this society, but we don't really know how to relate to it. We don't even know what it really means, I think. That's
0: what I was going to say, is I don't think most people can describe what justice means to them. So, um
1: yeah, vigilantism as a concept is...
0: I'm probably one of those people. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, me too, you know. I mean, dude, come on. I've had... I, I, I've never made an attempt to do anything to anybody, but I've definitely had fantasies about killing people that need to have justice brought to them. I'm not asking for anyone to agree with me on that. I'm just saying that... No, I
0: was just sitting there trying to think if I could define my own... Definition of justice. Well, you
1: know, you have some time to think about it. Yeah, I, I know. I'm still thinking <laughs>
0: though. All right, uh, Shortbus Debate Club at yahoo.com. 720 uh, Roll. 334. Roll, bitches. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you next time. Later.